0: Welcome to Video Chicken. We are live in Creedmoor, North Carolina. We have an awesome show today, and we were just doing a, a sound check in the uh, green room, and then I looked up and saw it was noon. So, are we ready to get started? Let's go. All right, awesome. Let's go. How's it going, guys? Matt here with Carolina Coops. Welcome to Video Chicken. Uh, to my left is my host, Kristen Warren.
1: I think this one really could be a male. Oh, we
0: got one that's hatching? This show is for you guys. This is the Bass Fiber. Y'all know chickens are the gateway drug into homesteading.
2: We survived with only one trip to the ER. Coyotes
1: are everywhere. It's about time you show up, Matt. Uh Uh-huh. It's a great straw.
0: It is time, finally, for chicken police. They defecate every 12 seconds. Is that true? Now it is officially noon because the buzzer went off.
2: <laughs> well, I've never counted.
0: <laughs> Long more road. Coops.
3: That's a good one with a, the with a courts and everything. And more chickens.
0: You're, well, the math you do now, Daddy, is chicken math. <laughs> calm, calm down, Matt, calm down. <laughs> Again, what's going on, guys? (laughs) Welcome to Video Chicken Live. It is June 23rd, 2023. We are coming to you live from Creedmoor, North Carolina, our wonderful North Carolina headquarters down here. To my left, my co-host, Kristen, our Chicken Nista. How are you doing today? Hello,
1: everyone. I'm doing great.
0: That's good. That's good. Um, You were really early today.
1: Yes. Thank you for acknowledging that. Well,
0: thank you for being here early because you got to experience what goes on around here Mm -hmm. where if we miss one thing, it's unbelievable the domino effect of problems it can cause. Yep. Isn't that interesting?
1: Fascinating. What
0: are the chances I'm gonna be able to get you to work here every day?
1: Oh, it's just the commute. The
0: no, commute. you didn't answer. You you should be a politician. Uh, Ingrid, happy belated birthday now. How was Thank your birthday?
3: You. It was a Wednesday. <laughs> it was
1: fine. Did <laughs> a you,
3: Wednesday birthday. Did you do anything mm-hmm. special? No. no. No, I'm, you know, I back you know i'm not gonna have a party with ponies and a clown and i whatever. think we
0: should ingrid was saying in, in, in pre-show she's like i haven't enjoyed my birthday since i was 12 year old 12 years old we went to the bowling alley i was like we <laughs> should have a bowling dude. party yes we should have a <laughs> bowling party for ingrid's birthday next year yeah okay
1: well let's uh, just do it now no let's not
0: let's... no we'll, we'll wait till next year see if we can remember it <laughs> oh. um, and we so- also have james Oh, yes, James is over there still learning to make sure everything gets set up. He actually did well today. You got all the lights on. You got the wires ran. The Hopefully you guys, uh, hopefully we sound good, look good. I have not changed from the 1080 back down to the 720. I think last week the show went well, yeah. so we had no problem streaming it. So hopefully we look better or worse because you can see us better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, actually, yeah. And last week they could see the, the wound enough. Yes. Yeah, so and now it we can
1: a, see it's healing, but see, you're still picking at it. No, I'm not a
0: picker. You so were just picking. That, it, I just want to let people know don't that, uh, that must be why they're able actually able to see it. And now just put oil all over it. So it's not oozing. I promise she put some kind of Chinese medicine on it. That, uh, makes it so I don't pick on it. So anyway, so today, um, we have a guest who's been on our show before she's back today. We are really, really excited. Her name is Phelan. If you guys haven't seen the first show, you definitely got to go back and, and watch that because she did so well. She even made part of our promo. Yeah. She is the one that said coyotes are, ev- predators are everywhere. I no, she said coyotes. Okay, I think it was coyotes. But we should have Phelan at some point today she's in the green room listening right now. Maybe we can get a sound bite her saying predators are everywhere because, yes, folks, they are. Yeah. So today we are going to talk about predators. <laughs> we have Phelan from North Carolina.
1: Wildlife Wildlife Resources Resources Commission. Commission. Yeah,
0: I'm not going to remember that. So she (laughs) is an expert in her field, which we love. She's Um, a biologist. Yes. We love having experts on the show to share the information that they had to bring to you guys, Mm -hmm. brought to you by Carolina Coops. And my favorite part is we are not paying. We have never paid a guest to come on. We are not telling them what to say. I love when they say the things we're like, see?
1: And we always learn something. Yes. like um, You take notes. I wish I was taking notes. Sometimes. Someone
0: took my notepad. <laughs> okay. Someone took my notepad, and I was actually picking on Ingrid a little bit. I was like, she usually gives me my cheat sheets, yeah. but Ingrid already knows some of the things that so, we we're going to talk about in today's show. Yeah. Okay. So if you
3: have questions about wildlife interacting with your flock, um, predators, anything, avian flu, fowl pox, yeah. whatever, whatever concerns you have, Fallon is a biologist, and yeah, you know, she she's got all I, the info. I believe
1: her her specialty is urban interactions. Mm -hmm. So this is that's that's us almost.
0: You know, a lot of our customers have chickens, have chicken coops. She uh,
1: she may, uh, I'm sure she'll elaborate on that. (laughs) But thank you for checking in. I see a lot of people saying hi. Where you're listening from?
3: And David said he loved the farm straw video. So I was gonna bring that up. I was. I
1: watched it.
0: Why now?
1: I try to watch it. I have the alert set up now, so I, I finally, finally,
0: yeah. yes, guys. So if you have any questions, any comments, you guys know the drill. Just ask away in the comment section. And if you don't have any questions or comments, that's fine. But just give us a wave, say hi, let us know where you're watching from, and do us a huge favor. Do everything you can to click the buttons so that we share and promote the show.
3: So yeah, so Matt didn't want to release that because he hated that the audio was kind of bad on it. It's but not what I, I, I didn't notice.
0: said. I said, I don't wanna release it until we can do everything we can to perfect the audio, right? And all things considered, I think Ingrid did an excellent job because our audio was all over the place. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, truth be told, I am always trying to buy new gadgets and new things to help improve the audio, so I get frustrated when we spend the money trying to make the audio better and if it's not good. Yeah. But I know we're going to get there. You just got to, you know, again, I tell everyone, you got to just Dive into the pool, see if you can swim. That's what we're doing.
3: But the content was good. Oh
0: my you guys gosh. Did a was, great job. Thank you. Thank you. So if you guys haven't seen it yet, make sure after the show, don't leave now. After the show, <laughs> go check out a was it would you say it was like a three-part, four-part series or it four was, part? It was
3: three parts. It's just like a seven-minute video. It's not long.
0: We are trying to keep our videos shorter. I'm not sure if you guys have noticed that. But I appreciate that. We did a, you know, here's day one with a healthy straw. Here's here's week one. Here's week three. And then week four. And then week four. So I thought there was four parts. So all in all, definitely go watch that video after the show. But the healthy straw is amazing. Absolutely awesome. If you guys haven't tried it, I highly recommend purchasing it, putting it inside the run. We do have some customers using it inside the hen house to just to kind of compare it to the uh, industrial hemp bedding. So that, too, is going to be interesting. Yeah. My money is still on the industrial hemp bedding when it comes to the deep litter system inside the hen house. But boy, out in that run, it's amazing. I don't know what's going on in the southeast. Don't know what's going on in the rest of the country. But here in the <laughs> southeast, this has been the coldest, longest winter ever.
1: It's just a mild, a long no, spring. It's
3: a sp- it's, we actually have a spring. I think I've lived here for nine years. I think this is the first spring we actually had since I've been here. <laughs>
0: You should bring that up. So, so
1: this is this is a hen I caught laying an egg in the bale of of healthy straw. So did you? So <laughs> I you... opened the top, and sure enough, there were like three eggs in there. That's oh so funny. God.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh, speaking of nesting and whatnot, she uh, likes it. You guys she, she... took home the experimental industrial hemp nesting material. Yes. Yes. And what do we think of it so far? I I love it.
3: I didn't try it because I was going to capture a video, and it's been pouring. Like, terrible. Yes, because
0: this winter will not end. It was very dry. We're happy it's raining now. No, no. See? Yeah,
3: I I just wish it would rain, like, instead of being, like, a month of dry and then, like, a week of rain. I'd rather it would rain, like, a little bit each week.
0: Oh, and, and yes, we'll get the Golden Bell out. We had two winners of the Golden Bell last week. I hope you guys got your shirts or whatever it is that you asked for. But well, we shirts. do have the gold. We to don't
3: have like we're not giving away like and We got away, the, like, we got got the coffee stuff. cups. We got the coffee we mugs. We don't. What do
0: you mean we don't?
3: I think there's like there was like one mug left. Don't say things when you don't know. If you were here every day, you I would am know. Here <laughs> okay, what I do don't know have... is
0: every day there are people here to make sure we don't run out. So you're telling me that we have ran out?
3: I don't think we have mugs.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So nesting material. So you did try it.
1: Oh yeah, and we've got this other stuff well, that doesn't hold on. Look we're as good. getting
0: to oh, it. Okay, Thank okay. you. What so you've tried out the new nesting material? Yeah, and
1: I had a broody bantam go right to it. No
0: Really? Now so, did, so
1: now no one else can use it. Well, hold on. Did she
0: <laughs> hold on, hold on. So did she change spots or did you swap out the same spot with different nesting material? I did.
1: I, I knew that she was looking broody, so I put her little eggs in there and that did it. She was like, okay. I'm sitting now.
0: Okay. What else have you learned about the potential new nesting material?
1: I'll get back to you on that.
0: Okay. Thank you. So, yes, you were going to grab, I mentioned last week, uh, you know, we are constantly shopping around. People are constantly giving us a call saying, hey, Matt, will you please, you know, start selling this or whatever? And there's a lot of companies in the United States finally that are starting to get on to the industrial hemp game here and they're getting there the quality's not quite there but the bigger problem is the production's not there they just still don't have the amount of acres that they we need to keep up with demand
1: and but, maybe the machinery
0: but yeah well the machinery has a lot to do with it yeah. so if you can grab that
3: so david has a question while we're talking is that rain that yeah. is rain see um david says would you suggest putting coarse sand in the run with the farm straw on top to help with drainage
1: Matt?
0: I. Mm,
3: mm, so,
1: it doesn't excite me.
0: Well, here's what's interesting about that question. Because right away, I was like, "Oh, here we go. Here's another sand question. I see it in the social media. They're like, sand, sand, sand. Yeah. Someone even asked, where should I go get sand? And I didn't comment. I'm like, why do these people think they should put sand inside their run? But now this is interesting. The question is, should we put sand on top of the healthy straw? No, no below. Or below. I, I don't. I, my question is, why is that a question? To be honest with you, what are we doing wrong in explaining how important it is to keep it simple inside the run? I can't think of one time sand in your run is a benefit. No,
3: never. Zero. Never. Um.
0: It's too sterile. It's not what the chickens want. What I think, again, happens is people read this and they think the only way they can have chickens in their coop in their run especially if they're not free ranging is to use sand and clean it out every day like a kitty litter box
2: yeah.
0: i don't know who's got that kind of time i
2: haven't been to the beach in a while maybe we should go and see if we see some chickens there <laughs>
3: yeah i i would i would david we would suggest that you don't you're making it too hard yeah. yes. just, and just I've, they will they want to dig underneath oh, there oh
0: wait a minute and okay hold on there okay this is another reason why people say sand the drainage. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, got it. Because sand is coarse. When you really think about it, it's really coarse compared to like clay. Clay will hold water. Yeah. Sand won't. It allows drainage. So hold on. I didn't read the question. So Now that makes more sense. So sorry. Um, putting coarse sand in the run with the farm straw on top to help with drainage. So which is going in first, the sand or the health straw? Not that it'll make a difference. Okay.
3: I still don't think like, you shouldn't have runoff in your I mean, if,
1: yeah, you should have a roof on it for sure. Exactly. Let's just put out that because sometimes we assume there's a roof on the run.
0: We yes, exactly. So that's what I was gonna say. We assume. Then you shouldn't
1: have really an issue unless you have a lot of blowing rain, like we have had. Oh yeah,
0: this year, you know, again, I broke a there. lot of rules. Yeah. I have boy, I, I'm a new chicken owner now. It seems like <laughs> we did stuff this year I never thought we would. We've gotten so much rain. Well, the
1: chickens break the rules. You can break the rules. Since
0: when did chickens break they rules? They always
1: break their own rules.
0: Um. If you're having an issue that you need to improve drainage, meaning water comes, water goes, which is what you want, if it's that bad inside your run, I still don't see how sand's going to be a benefit. The What we have learned in our situation, even with a roof on the run, the straw has been so absorbent, knocks down the smell immediately, doesn't grow mold, it's just been excellent, and the best part is the chickens love it. So, here's what happened recently. Uh, James, I'm not sure when that video's coming out. (laughs) We went out last, no, this week, doing some filming, and Paul, our our videographer, is starting to ask me questions, and we're trying to get some footage, this and that. Of course, it didn't happen as planned. It starts raining, and I go over to the duck house. Well, we got a Cali Coop with the ducks in it, right? And next thing you know, I'm on the radio with Mackenzie. I'm like, Mackenzie, you need to get out here. And she, we had to dump, the water that was inside the duck pool, inside Mm -hmm. that um, run of the Cali. It was disgusting, right? So finally we dump it. Okay, we're dumping this, what is it? 50 gallons of just, the water was so dirty the ducks wouldn't go in it. (laughs) Okay, you're gonna see this all in a video. It smelled awful. So we finally dump it, and then we pull the pool container out, and then we're like, well, there's nothing left to do now, but put healthy straw in there. And we did it, and immediately it knocked down the smell. But what was really interesting for the first time during this process, we let the what was there, six ducks? I forget how old they are now. We let the six ducks out, and they're out there eating all the dandelions. Like they just went for the yellow tops of the dandelions. Once the healthy straw was in there, they came running back inside the run and was in there being ducks. Hmm. Cool. I thought it was great. So just again, the healthy straw has just been such an amazing product. Okay, so real quick. I mentioned last week some samples have been sent to us, United States Company, and I appreciate it, but they sent us this as possible nesting material. I wanted to show you guys what I meant because this probably would work. I don't think chickens are really that picky about the nesting material. They care about the space that they're in, but this is just – what do you think?
1: I'm not really excited about it. It
0: is. I want to show you guys. It just, it's just very clumpy. It looks. It's m-
1: not long and stringy like they they like to make nests with. You know.
0: Right. It's just. Like I it's can ugly. Construct one, but it's, it's ugly. <laughs> not that the chickens care what it looks like, but I can't see how we're gonna sell this. People would have a heart attack. I like how fine the fibers are originally, but I was like, I just it just looks nasty, like you know someone that hasn't washed their hair in ten years, right? It does, but when we got the other material that we showed yeah, on last week's show, yeah, that was a lot show, different. A lot oh my different. gosh, yeah. So this is why I was All like, right, no, we'll put this back. Is it is it that bad? You have chicken nesting material standards. Well, we do a lot of R and D here. Yes, we really want you know.
3: I mean, yes. it's not not only have to work, but it has to be sellable mm-hmm. too.
1: It has to pass the stamp of approval. Yeah, you yeah. got to think of every angle From when Kristen it Kristen comes- and Ingrid. <laughs> And then, yeah, Kristen and Ingrid approved stamp.
0: Excellent. Oh, speaking of stamps, we're actually doing it now. Okay, so guys, if you're just joining us, we are live June 23rd, 2023. We have Phelan oh. in the green room. Let's go ahead and bring Phelan in. Uh, today, we are going to focus on predators, if I remember correctly. Phelan's expertise is, let's see if Ingrid can do it um, to perfection what here. What not doing? Uh, what you're not doing is using the right scene.
3: Oh, I'm not in here. I am in here. This is Where's the right
1: mouse?
0: Well, sometimes I like to let's Wait, see. No, what, it's right there. I know where my I mouse know. is. He's making me struggle. I, I am not making you struggle. I am letting you do this your thing. This
1: is the here. longest introduction ever. Yeah, come on.
0: This
3: Let's, let's right. get her on here.
1: Oh, yeah, thank you. May
0: I? Because yes. if, I I if I touch the mouse, I get yelled at. If I don't touch the mouse, I get yelled at. I just wanted to make sure everyone saw right. that.
3: No, I thought we went to the other interview. And
0: That's then one. when we did that, we realized it doesn't work. Fallon, wow. how are you doing today? Oh, is she still muted? Hold on. Um, oh, wait, audio, audio. It's not you, it's us.
1: We gotta unmute you. It's almost.
0: Oh, what happened now? See, so we wait, have Fallon. Wait wait, wait, wait. Or is it her? Is she muted? Hmm.
3: It says guest has muted themselves.
0: Yes. Um, you have mm-hmm. muted yourself, Phelan, if you wouldn't mind, if you can unmute yourself, so our wonderful listeners and viewers get to hear everything you have to tell us, and there you are, Phelan, how are you doing today? I can't hear you,
1: okay. Oh, we're, there you are.
0: No, we're still having, oh. we had such a good, what did you call it, tech?
1: Tech
0: check? Tech check, we had such a good tech check, honestly, ooh um and she was her mic was actually working yeah now we're not now we're not hearing you um, can now now listen do you see how stretched hold on okay can you stretch your mic yeah, this, can you,
3: thank and, you yes yeah, squish together oh you two.
0: Oh, oh imagine <laughs> that thank you not about, right. about now ah right. oh, there she, she is we hear you Fallon. do you hear us
2: okay that's as good as it's gonna get <laughs> no that, that oh, sounds nice apologies. very nice
0: that sounds really good uh so phalan You are from the North Carolina Wildlife Commission. You are a wildlife biologist. Mm -hmm,
2: That's correct. All
0: right. So what exactly does that mean?
2: Well, my specialty within the Wildlife Resources Commission is human-wildlife interactions. So all the ways that people and wildlife come together, usually in unexpected ways that they didn't sign up for.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I imagine well you're staying pretty busy. Are you around the uh, the capital here, around Raleigh, or you know, what is your territory?
2: Yeah, so I'm based in Raleigh at the Wildlife Commission's headquarters, but my work stretches across the entire state of North Carolina.
0: I imagine you've got to be extremely busy because the one of the things that I do love about North Carolina, and I feel like they're doing a good job, but there is massive development, uh, especially around this area. I, I got to imagine that's got to keep you pretty busy. Do you find a lot of situations where, you know, wh- what are you getting called out for when it comes to those, those interactions directly with humans?
2: Oh, I don't even know where to start. Um, Pretty much any, any animal that people can come across from coyotes to bears to snakes to Mm -hmm. um, hawks and owls, raccoons, opossums, I could go on and on. It's all the stuff that people are coming across and they, you know, didn't expect to come across. And we certainly have a lot of new people moving into the state who are not familiar with our wildlife. So yes, I have been very busy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So this is a chicken show and we've had you on before and I know we talked about a lot of things, asked a lot of specific questions so we can have people not just hear it from us. The things you need to hear and understand when it comes to predators uh, with your chickens and your in your chicken coop especially. Uh, now Raleigh especially has been a hot spot for backyard chickens and that's one of the reasons why I think we got, this is one of the few times I say we got lucky um, in order to start our business. But you know we just happen to be naturally in a great area should something like that happen. Are you seeing that you're getting more calls still with backyard chickens, especially since you know COVID and people call and have a complaints about wildlife?
2: Certainly as more people get into backyard chickens and there are a lot more novices about chicken keeping, um, I'm sure you guys are more busy as backyard chicken keeping becomes more popular, but the questions that we receive from novice chicken keepers about predators has certainly uh, upticked as we get a lot of new people sort of getting into this hobby.
0: What's one of the most common questions you will get from actual chicken owners about wildlife? (laughs)
2: um what do i do about xyz wild animal that is taking my chickens or getting into my my coop um to which we have a lot of different responses but um just one main one and that's protect your chickens from the predators that's (laughs) that is that is yep
0: so that is something i definitely want to expand on here yes that's something i want to expand on here a little bit to hear it from you what you feel what you should see that chicken owners have in their coop specifically to keep these predators out to to prevent which i'm a big component of prevention um i i gotta ask though (laughs) are you do you ever get the people that call that that say they're the only ones that have this predator like they're a special case uh you know what i mean like i got coyotes (laughs) nobody else got coyotes but me i
2: i don't if we get people that say I'm the only one but certainly their um, their impression is that this is a novel thing and they're not aware that it's an issue that we are very well aware of they don't understand how common it is they think this must be the first time that a coyote has ever gotten um, like taken chickens and of course to a wildlife biologist um, we very well understand that chickens are delicious And (laughs) they're also really easy to catch. Um, So there's all sorts of wild animals that eat meat that are very happy to take advantage of chickens that are just kind of there and ready to, uh, you know, ready for the taking. So
0: something I have seen happen a lot in California is the typical nocturnal predator is not nocturnal anymore. Um, The coyotes and even mountain lions just ray out Mm -hmm. in broad daylight. And what I have noticed, even just recently, I was on the phone with a customer um, that was out in his backyard with his chickens, literally right then and there, 10 in the morning, I think it was, maybe 10.30, a coyote came running through and just snagged one of his chickens and kept on going. Hmm. Um, are you seeing more and more of your <laughs> nocturnal predators are just not nocturnal anymore? I'm,
2: I'm going to blow your mind. Um Neither coyotes nor mountain lions, which which this is a whole story, but let's let's say that there, there is no documented evidence of mountain lions free ranging in North Carolina. I'll just leave it at that. Um, neither of those animals are nocturnal um, mm. and coyotes especially can be active anytime during the day or night, dawn or dusk. They're active where whenever they're hungry and whenever there's food available. Yeah. So I
0: had a feeling that was common and I, I definitely understand what she's saying because they don't really have to only be active at night that daylight comes out and they're vampires and they go away. So that makes perfect sense. But typically, if I understand correctly, a lot of the activity was at night mm-hmm. and or early in the morning, especially with foxes. But is, is,
1: are foxes nocturnal or can go either way? Not, not uh, actually. They these are
2: diurnal animals. They are normally very happy to be active during the daytime. But the reason why people mostly see them or um, see evidence of them at night is because they avoid humans. So they actually shift mm. their sleep schedules and activity schedules to be most active when people aren't. But it goes against their nature. Really, they're only nocturnal because they want to avoid
1: us. Interesting. I didn't know that either.
3: That's a great way of putting it. I have a question for Fallon. And I haven't had this problem, thank God. But I know that raccoons are a big problem for people with chickens, especially if they don't have one of our coops with a great hardware cloth. But why is it that raccoons tend to just like behead chickens and not eat them. Like what is they don't because they don't they don't eat oh, yeah. the chickens is from my understanding from people that have had problems with raccoons.
1: And they can kill so many in one night.
3: Yeah. Like what what's up with that? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Where are yeah, they? Well they got those they got those little
2: hands. I mean yes. they're almost like human hands and they're really good at grabbing um and certainly i i know one of the explanations is that if people have the classic like chicken wire um, protection for their chickens mm-hmm. raccoons can easily get their little arms in there and stretch and grab the chickens and if you think about it the thing that they can most easily grab is the heads and they'll pull them right through the fencing and mm. and they'll maybe eat that and then they'll go after as much as they can um, it's a little bit different when you have um, like a raccoon that's gotten into the coop and it doesn't have to do that. But, but still, you know, they're grabbing and they're, they're pulling and they just happen to be good at getting the heads. Um, mm-hmm. There are animals that will preferentially take the heads, even if they have the whole the whole bird. And uh, that's a, that, oddly enough, that's a thing with owls. So chickens that aren't in a coop overnight, um, owls will definitely swoop down and they'll grab the head and then you have the chicken out, just outside with no head. And that, that's one of the indicators that you have an owl problem.
1: I know.
3: So, and the other thing I wanted to ask was about possums, because I've heard both things. I tend to think that possums really aren't a threat to chickens, full-grown chickens, but I don't know. <laughs> And then people say they find like possums sleeping in their coop because they, I know possums tend to find a place to stay for a couple of days and then they move on. They, they find like little logs or wherever under a shed. They don't they don't stay there forever. They, they find a safe haven and then move on. So I was just wondering about possums and chickens. I mean, is
0: it true that they won't attack the chickens, just eat the eggs, maybe the feed?
2: No, so um, so with opossums, and every single predator has a different behavior when it comes to chicken predation. So we can go down the list, but um, <laughs> yeah, with opossums, they'll definitely eat the eggs. And um, one sign of opossums is if you have chickens where the basically the the they've been eaten starting at the vent. And usually, just the vent and maybe the internal organs and the rest of the chicken is uneaten, that can actually be a good sign of opossums. Um, And these are all rules of thumb. Wild animals do whatever they want to do, and they don't always obey these general rules of thumb, but the rules of thumb can be helpful.
3: Yeah. See, now I didn't know that. I thought possums were pretty harmless when it came to
0: chickens. uh, But to be clear, too, my understanding is possums are very, very beneficial.
2: Uh, any any wild animal is beneficial to have around as long as it can't get into the chicken coop.
0: <laughs> that is true. But, you know, there's, there's another conversation that takes place, especially around the chicken coop, is, you know, like snakes, for example. Do you worry about a black snake, for example? Mm-hmm. We obviously don't want them to get into the coop and eat the eggs. Um, mm-hmm. But I know a lot of people, and it just drives me nuts personally because that snake has a job. And they'll just go off and kill any snake they see. Mm. You know? Yeah. And I just, I just, I want to make sure that people understand that there are some, you know, predators that can be beneficial. But one of the things you see, especially now with TikTok and whatnot, you'll read how beneficial possums are. Are you saying potentially they maybe aren't as positive to have around as we might think?
2: Uh, well, it, so, so. Opossums will definitely eat um, small rodents, especially like young, small rodents, if they find rodent nests and rats and mice can be one of the the most threatening uh, predators for chickens, especially rats. So if you think about it, if a rat can get into your chicken coop, so can a snake and the snake's going to eat the eggs, but the rat's probably going to eat the chickens. And so if you can prevent snakes and rats from getting into your coop, then that's an excellent way to protect the chickens um and snakes also especially black snakes Mm -hmm. they eat a lot of rodents so they are helping to reduce the rodent population and so do a lot of these other chicken predators like coyotes and foxes these are rodent predators primarily so if you have them around like in the area they're doing a service by reducing the rodent population as long as they can't get to the chickens.
0: Right. So that goes back to that keyword I mentioned in the yeah. beginning. I just cannot say it enough, especially even when I was an exterminator. It's all about prevention. And, and it's kind of – I used to love telling customers, they call me up, like, I got ants. I'm like, what are you mad about? They're cleaning for you. They're, they're removing <laughs> what you left there for them. That's why you're seeing them. It's all about prevention. So, family, I would love to hear – you know, if, if someone came to you and said, Phelan, I'm, I'm going to build my own chicken coop, but I really want to make sure I don't have any predators. I hear you're a, a predation expert, preventative person. What kind of advice are you going to give those people?
2: All right. You want to create something that's definitely going to allow the chickens to breathe but is not going to let anything in. So hardware cloth is an excellent, excellent um substrate that can create walls that are breathable, but really don't, don't let almost any type of chicken predator in, um, you know, for people who want to cut costs, like a double layering of classic chicken wire can be helpful. Mm. The hardware mm. cloth is definitely the gold standard because those holes are small enough that things like raccoons can't get their little hands in there to grab the chickens, the mice and rats can't get in, the snakes can't get in. Um, but the chickens have plenty of ventilation. So, um, aside from making sure the walls have good ventilation but really small holes a solid floor because rodents and a lot of other animals can dig underneath so you want either a solid floor or, or a mesh floor. I'll leave the chicken experts to talk <laughs> about what the best substrate is for the floor of the chicken coop that's easy to clean and good for the chicken feet. Um, but essentially you don't want any wild animals to be able to dig underneath the walls of the coop and get into the coop from the ground. And the same thing with the roof. You know, there's aerial predators. Um, during the daytime, hawks can be an issue. During the nighttime, owls can be an issue. So good overhead protection. Um, it's very important. And you do want the roof to be solid because you were talking about um, you know, wetness. You don't want the rain to be able to get in. And uh, you also don't want bird feces, like wild bird poop, mm, right. to be able to get into the coop because then you have to worry about disease issues. So a good, solid roof is definitely um, recommended.
0: So speaking of that, I can't remember, Phelan, last time we had you on the show. I have to believe, was that before... The whole avian flu thing, the migratory oh, was, birds yeah. flying by. Yeah, and- we
3: talked with Fallon. Mostly there was a big outbreak of salmonella with wild birds, and that's why we had Fallon on last time. We were um, in the Blue Room when we did yeah. the show, and there was and a it, lot of salmonella contamination. It also
1: and- coincided with my issue with my neighbors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh,
1: because, that's right.
2: Because- I can't talk
1: about that. <laughs> no, it was because I had a neighbor a mile away with foxes in her backyard and she blamed it on my backyard chickens and then another neighbor said that their family was going to be poisoned with salmonella because I had backyard chickens half a mile away you know so I I think you said that they would actually have to go into my backyard and even if they ate all the chicken poop in my backyard they still may not even get salmonella because (laughs) it's not every chicken and it's definitely... I mean, you didn't really say that. I mean, that was what I took away. From, I, I don't think that's exact what came out of my mouth. But you do yeah, have but... to have
2: contact, like yes. direct physical contact with right, right, the animals, right, to be exposed right. to the bacteria. So it's so, not just floating around in the air. Yeah, and it's
1: not every chicken, which I I, I think you said last time too. Like it, it's not a it's not a given that they have salmonella.
0: Right. So. We did talk to someone where we were talking about what we can do to prevent the spread of the avian flu, right? If I remember yeah, correctly, yeah, that was
3: Doctor Crespo and Doctor Martin.
0: Yeah. that's right. Okay, and so how is it going out there? Like, I hasn't, I haven't seen it on the news. Is is avian flu all of a suddenly gone? Um, do we still are we? Can we let our chickens out now? And not worry about them coming in contact with the flu from migratory birds, or is that still kind of out there? It just hasn't been on mainstream media.
2: There you go ding 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 um for for better or for worse we're, we're stuck with um high path it's called high highly pathogenic or high path avian influenza and it is now considered to be endemic which is biologists speak for it's just going to be here forever um so it's still around it's not making the news as much because we're past like the big initial outbreak stage um for now <laughs> mm-hmm. it is kind of seasonal so um, avian flu tends to kind of peak in the wintertime when the weather is very cold and moist so in the middle of the summer we don't see it as much of an issue but that doesn't mean it won't come back Um, so and especially when wild birds are migrating back through uh, during the migratory season in the fall they can bring all sorts of things with them so even though we're not hearing about it in the news Um, high path, aphian influenza is, it's still around and it's still definitely something you want to take preventative measures to keep your chicken safe from.
3: Okay. Okay. And what would those be? What, I mean, what would you suggest? uh,
2: yeah, yeah. So the solid roof over, over your coop and run definitely um, an excellent way to um, keep sort of bird feces uh, away from the chickens, but also not attracting wild birds to your bird feed. So um, or the the area that your your chickens run around in. So the last thing you would possibly want to do would be to put um, like a bird feeder right next to where your chickens run around because that's going to attract songbirds and. Um, you know, whatever the songbirds have, they could give to the chickens and vice versa. It goes both ways. Mm. Um, So, you know, you don't want to have any bird feeders or or intentional bird feeding other than your chickens, where your chickens are staying. Um, And that also goes for neighbors, because if you've got, if your neighbor's got this like wildlife menagerie with (laughs) lots of ducks and and wild geese and and, uh, songbirds flying through, then whatever the, those wild birds are carrying your chickens could be exposed to Um, keep the wild birds and the domestic birds separate
0: that reminds me if i remember correctly was there something true that we don't have to worry about it with ducks because they are an aquatic type fowl and they're already maybe resistant to the avian flu i remember there was something about that
2: so they tend not to get sick from it but they can still carry it and yeah. transmit it to other birds. Yeah, I thought they so, were more
3: of a transmitter yeah. of the. So avian would flu. that? Yeah,
0: so if kind you of have
2: carriers of it, if you
0: have ducks with your chickens, you're then potentially you're increasing the potential for your chickens to get the flu. Yes,
2: and
3: the way Doctor yes. Martin had said was kind of like if you go out like into the park and you step in. Goose poop, it's like the wet paint thing. Like you're you gotta so it's the biosecurity you wanna be aware of in your coop when you don't wanna wear the same shoes. Like I have my coop shoes. Like you don't wanna bring Mm -hmm. outside or if I visited someone else's flock, you don't wanna bring that into where you put your chickens and stuff.
0: Yeah, are there other things that we can do to practice that, you know, good practices of bio you know, breaking breaking that Wet paint, as Inger is saying, to make sure we are secure, so we're not transferring the the biomaterial.
2: I think I think the wet paint um, analogy is really powerful because, of course, microbes and pathogens that spread disease are invisible to us. But if you think about it in terms of what am I carrying with me into the coop when I'm handling my chickens, and what am I carrying out of the coop that I'm mm-hmm. subjecting to my family, if you're thinking that you know this is an invisible, you know. I don't know, a smear of paint or something that you can't see, but you can still try to keep, keep what's in the coop in the coop and out of the coop out of the coop. That can help you think about it in terms of changing your shoes when you're going and taking care of the chickens, washing your hands really well when you're, uh, you know, after you exit, you know, before you eat something or or put something in, put your hands in your mouth. Um, Just being aware of the possibility that, that, you know, pathogens, whenever you're crossing the door into where you're keeping your domestic animals, you don't want to be taking any pathogens in there and you want to make sure you clean off any pathogens you might get from your chickens when you come out. so.
0: I remember something we had to do a lot when we were in, I don't know if it was food processing or pharmaceutical, maybe probably food processing, especially in meat places. We had to always walk through foot baths mm-hmm. um, going in between even different departments to make sure that you're not transmitting anything. Um, I'm not sure if that's something that would be ever realistic with your chicken coop. I'm not saying to do that. It's just I'm just kind of remembering how important it was to be aware of that. And I do love that wet paint analogy. Before I forget, Fallon was mentioning half-inch hardware cloth using this material right here. I'm not sure if you guys can see it. Um, I Maybe we'll bring it up when – oh, wait a minute. You got – oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, this is what we use. This is what we love, and it is half-inch by half-inch. It makes it so incredibly difficult for predators, you know, like Fallon mentioned, raccoons reaching in, ripping the heads off your chickens. My other favorite thing is, I don't know if we got any fake eggs, but you know, when it comes to snakes, okay, I am a huge fan of at least constrictor style snakes. I don't want copperheads around, but you can do so many things to prevent snakes from wanting to be around your area to begin with. However, you know, a snake can eat one and a half times its thickest part of its body, okay? So that's why I always, you know, people are like, oh, snakes can get through that. Maybe juvenile snakes can, and and they absolutely can when they're really, really small, but we've seen chickens eat them. But the ones big enough to eat your eggs, they are not fitting through here. I yeah. promise you. That. I used to breed snakes. I love snakes. And I've learned all the things they can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. So, again, prevention. Spend the extra yeah. money on half-inch yeah. hardware cloth. Well,
3: that's also PVC-coated 19-gauge hardware
0: cloth, It
1: is It is easier to prevent than to t- try to chase React. off predators or relocate may not be legal, trapping totally may not, not be legal. Totally not legal. Well, that reminds me. I <laughs> and did... it's a lot of work. Just prevent in the first place, and I, you don't have to do all that.
0: I did want to ask right? Fallon something about <laughs> yes, that, because yes. I, I think there's something that people do wrong or get it wrong many times. So don't let me forget to ask that. But yes, as Inger was saying, I was going to finish up with the hardware yeah. cloth we use. It's a steel, electro-galvanized core, and then black PVC coated. And the reason why we love that is black PVC coated is for two reasons, one. Think about it just like the screen on your windows. It absorbs light, so it makes it see-through. It's just really, really nice. It looks really good on your chicken coop and your chicken run. Um, The other thing is that PVC coating helps give you extra protection of that wire. Okay? And if that wire starts to rust, you're not going to find out until it's too late. So, this is why this is our go to product. We just got another uh, three containers in of our hardware cloth and we even stepped it up another level. I can't wait to show you guys some of the things that we have done. It is beautiful, well worth it. Don't make a mistake too, because we have noticed too a lot of hardware cloth, they say 19 gauge. You know what I mean? That seems yeah. like the, a good size strength, the tensile breaking strength. Mm-hmm. What they're doing is they're giving you the overall gauge, including the PVC. Don't let that trick Ah. you. Yeah. and Actually, you'll see it right there. That's why that's scraped off. You know, I'm always telling people what I care about is the steel core. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that's 19 gauge.
3: So I have a question. Um, So when a lot of people have backyard chickens, the first thing people will say, and Kristen touched upon it, is that you can get salmonella from your chickens. And I know you said you have to – um, you know, best practices to wash your hands, obviously, when you're fondling stuff. and kissing yeah. your chickens. Like maybe some people do, I don't know. Just saying, um, <laughs> that's people that handle and kiss their chickens. But do you find that that's? Can you speak to how yes. salmonella and backyard chickens um, is that a threat, or is it a threat for us to get salmonella from our chickens?
2: you know it is it's something that you should always be aware of but that doesn't mean it's it's like this this thing that you need to be afraid of you know don't lose sleep at night or not get chickens because you know you don't want to get salmonella poisoning from them the the chickens have to get the salmonella from somewhere and it's easy for them to get it you know if you're not practicing good biosecurity so uh, you can't guarantee that they don't have it but that doesn't mean they always have it but, but certainly just being aware, just like, you know, any number of pathogens in the environment, you know, we know that it's not really a good idea to pick up poop and put it in your mouth (laughs) because there's lots of sicknesses that can come from that. Um, And chickens are animals, you know, even with dogs, you know, people, people, lots and lots of people have dogs and cats, but you shouldn't let them look you on the face and then, you know, or like in the mouth and you know, you should wash your hands before. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm saying this at, from the <laughs> biological perspective, you know, some, sometimes these, these, uh, they call them fecal oral pathogens, meaning that they go from poop into the mouth and then you get sick. Sometimes all they're going to do is give you a stomach ache and maybe give you the poops. Um, sometimes they can make you extremely sick. So it depends on the pathogen. And a good rule of thumb is just always try not to get any any poop from the environment into your mouth, period. So just wash your hands. Was that sounds sure. like
1: a good yeah. policy. Yes, yeah, I, I can stand behind it. Just that. in
3: general, not even if you have chickens, just in
0: general in life.
3: Yes. Try to keep exactly. poop away from your mouth. <laughs>
0: So, one of the things I did want to ask is when it comes to, and I think it's different in different states, maybe different counties. Let's say someone traps a raccoon. What is the right way to move the animal, dispose of the animal? What should someone do if they're doing some live trapping?
2: And can they even do that? Right. One thing a lot of people don't think about, especially when they're in problem-solving mode and they're like, I've got a problem with this wild animal. I have to do something about it. I'm going to just do what makes sense. The fact of the matter is trapping and movement of all native wildlife in North Carolina is heavily regulated. You cannot do those things without either a permit or a license um, for a lot of different reasons that I'm not going to belabor here. But basically, um, if you want to even set a trap for a wild animal. There is a season for that. There's a license you need to have. Um, and you need to make sure that, that you are obeying the laws even before you set the trap in the first place. Um, some species you can't even set traps for, period. Um, and then if you say, you know, you're following the laws in terms of setting the trap, it's trapping season, you're on your own property, or if you're on somebody else's property, you've got your trapping license. Um, You you set the trap and you get the animal in the trap. Depending on what animal you have in the trap, it may or may not be legal to relocate it. For example, all of our rabies vector species or any carnivores, it's illegal to relocate. So that includes um, raccoons, that includes foxes, that includes coyotes. Um, You'd be really hard pressed to get a coyote in a box trap anyway, but that's another story. But you cannot relocate those animals. So assuming that you're already obeying the laws on setting the trap in the first place and you get a raccoon in your trap, your legal obligation at that point is to either release it on site or euthanize it. And if you have a raccoon issue and they're getting into your coop, assuming that you're taking preventative measures to stop the problem from happening in the future, um, it may be a perfectly good option to euthanize that raccoon. That's okay. And that can be very legal and a good way to solve the problem in the short term. Yeah, we always you're...
1: prefer preventative measures. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Because I mean, there's always another raccoon after that raccoon. Yeah, that's I mean, the whole thing. Yeah, it's.
0: And you could potentially make things worse by moving that animal.
1: Well, it's illegal.
0: Well, but there's a reason why it's illegal, Fallon. I'm not sure if you could maybe yeah. touch on that. Because I'm sure there's a lot of people who go, "Well, why can't I just take it out into the make country it and let it go?" Somebody else's
1: problem.
2: Oh, yeah. We'll see with mm. raccoons, the number one reason why we don't want live raccoons to be transported is because they are the number one carrier of rabies in North Carolina. So imagine the responsibility or the, the you know, the, the horror of understanding that you had transported an animal with rabies to somebody else's property and released it and potentially pose a threat to you know, whoever is on that property. By the way, it's illegal to relocate animals on a property without the owner's specific permission. Mm-hmm. So you have to have talked to the person who owns that property and they've said, yes, I will allow you to release this squirrel or rabbit or a possum onto mm-hmm. my property. All three of those are relocatable by law. Um, and they, they have to agree, yes. So, no Wait, so releasing can... animals down the road, on the side of the road, or in the patch of woods where you don't yeah. know who owns it. That is also illegal.
3: So, you can really, <laughs> like, trap and release squirrels?
2: You have to have a depredation permit. Okay. In order to trap squirrels in the first place, but assuming you have your depredation permit and permission from the property owner, yes, it is yeah, legal I just to didn't, relocate. Squirrels.
3: See, I always think because I have a neighbor that does that. He's like an old Southern guy, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" There's like 50 after that. One. <laughs> I don't understand. You're not, but take
2: down the bird feeder. <laughs> yeah, and I, oh, yeah, I guess yeah. my feeling, Solve the problem.
3: and I know this might be just me, but. I always think, like, if you take that animal and and relocate, it's like, well, maybe it was like she had babies somewhere that she needed to tend to. Like, like, think of the animal in their, like, little community and ecosystem Mm -hmm. that they're doing, and you're just, you know, like, disregarding that because it's a nuisance to us instead of us protecting our our chickens the best way we can
0: yeah so I mean I used to do nuisance wildlife in New York and let me tell you what it's strict up there and it's and I'm not a huge fan of regulation but I do like it when it makes sense when you're talking about wildlife and there's a lot of things people just don't understand what used to make me so mad is you know again I would preach prevention 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 you just do this we don't have to disrupt or do anything else All right, and they just, they wouldn't. They see it as a solution just to go out and trap it, and they're going to spend money on it. It's like, by the time you're done paying a a licensed trapper... You would have been better off just paying someone to fix whatever it is, whether it's cleaning up stuff or proofing off some holes, and squirrels can be real bad. And I tell you, it is nasty. Uh, I remember when we would trap these red squirrels up, up in the Syracuse area. You you have to go back to the trap every 24 hours unless things have changed, mm-hmm. um, and you got to make sure it's tagged. you got to make sure they yep. have water, and they go nuts inside that trap, and their whole skull, their whole front uh. of their face is just cut open because they're just ramming it. Gray squirrels, I don't remember that as much, but the red squirrels, and but they can be destructive. I mean, you don't want them getting inside your building. That can cause bigger problems. Um, I just, again, prevention, prevention, prevention. One thing I did want to ask Phelan is, let's say someone is going to trap, let's say, again, raccoons, because that seems to be the popular one that comes up. I know there's a lot of, like, have a hearts, but there's another one, I always call it the Care Bear, but it's bear. is that the proper way of calling it?
2: Oh, I only no. really know they have uh, the heart. So there's a, is a body gripping trap, right? Yeah. And then
0: there's a foothold.
2: Uh-huh. Are some uh-huh.
0: of the most common. So you mentioned euthanizing them. I know. Again, going back in our day, it was the humane was to either euthanize them or we had kill boxes where you just hook it up to your bug truck and you turn uh-huh. it on and they go to sleep. <laughs> I'm just saying these are the things they used to do, but. Is there a right way to dispose of the animal, whether it is still, because I don't know how things are nowadays, whether it is gassing them, they just go to sleep, or maybe using a bear where, I don't know if it really kills them quickly, but it can be pretty violent. Yes. Uh, what is the recommended way? We're going to do everything the right way. What would be the exact right way to trap a raccoon and make sure it's euthanized or disposed ah. of?
2: So we always recommend what is approved by the American Veterinary Medical Association. Mm. ABMA has standards for humane euthanasia and that allows certain forms of euthanasia and it does not allow other ones. Um, And they kind of make sense, you know, it's it's about humane death. Um, So for example, drowning is never, never allowed. It is illegal to just drown animals um, in North Carolina. But um, say if you're in a rural area and you otherwise could legally discharge a firearm, a, a well-placed you know, shot to the head that's mm-hmm. going to kill that animal extremely quickly and efficiently is considered a humane way of euthanizing that animal. Um, CO2, or like carbon monoxide is also an option. That's typically not gonna be the best option for um, you know, say a, a homeowner or somebody with backyard chickens, but a professional like a wildlife control agent Um, May use that as as a way of humanely euthanizing animals that they take. Um, So, yeah, I hate. Once
0: upon a time, and maybe I was told wrong, it was legal to drown them, and I hated. Because I'm an asthmatic, like why would you want anything to 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 drown? You would take the whole trap and you just fill up a fifty five gallon bale of a fifty five gallon pail of water, a big bucket. You just put the whole cage in there. I'm like, this is awful. Wow. Absolutely awful, especially not, when you make the mistake. Not allowed.
2: Not legal. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I <laughs> Thank never <you>. did it.
0: <laughs> I couldn't stand it, and of course, when again in that industry, you're looked at as a troublemaker. Oh, come on, just do it. I'm like, I just, I, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. Um, all right. Well, that all was- right
1: And last time we talked a lot about uh, wildlife being opportunistic. Can you speak to that? Like, um. Uh, how can we there how can we discourage them from becoming on our property in the first place whether we have chickens or yeah. not
2: so think about it in terms of wild animals needing they, they need to eat they have to find food and that's that's their primary goal in life is to either find food or if it's in the mating season to mate and raise young like that's what they spend all of their time doing, for the most part, and avoiding predators and danger sure. But you know, their main goals are make sure that they don't starve to death and that they can effectively reproduce. But wildlife can't go to the grocery store. You know, they, mm-hmm. there's no just one-stop shop in nature where they can just go all the time to get food except when people provide those food sources so things like bird feeders pet food um, chicken feed that's left out or scattered on the ground out in the open those are food sources that are highly attractive to wildlife because they don't have to work very hard to get a hold of it all they got to do is hunker down in the bushes you know next door until the people go away and then they've got this smorgasbord that they've got to enjoy so um basically the the best way to keep wildlife from, that you don't want on your property from being particularly attracted to your property is removing those super easy food sources. Um, Cause you can't control what wildlife are attracted to those food sources. Uh, people are usually astonished at what kind of wildlife are attracted to bird seed. You know, they can't read the bag that says this is just for the songbirds, mm-hmm. bears. I've seen coyotes eat bird seed, um, you know, deer, you know there's all sorts of animals. Um, and then of course, even if it's an animal that doesn't want to eat the birdseed, a lot of the animals that you don't want in your property eat the animals that are attracted to the birdseed. So the rodents, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Um, you know, so, you know, you got, you get foxes that are attracted to the rodents that are attracted to the birdseed. So remove the easy food sources and you're still going to have wildlife around. They're still going to be passing through, just living their lives, but they're not going to be hanging around specifically because there's easy food around.
0: Exactly. Opportunistic. Don't so make if it easy for them. So if your them.
1: chickens are secure and you don't have this easy food source for them, you're not going to be a nuisance to other people like your neighbors. And hopefully the yeah. animals will just pass on through and look for somewhere where they do have an easy food source right?
2: Exactly. They're they're on a time budget. If they can't get to the chickens and they've tried and failed to get into the coop, Mm -hmm. they're going to give up and they're going to go spend their time finding food elsewhere.
0: So many people don't get that, but it is really that simple. And again, that's why prevention is so important. I tell you, I love wildlife. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, let wildlife be wildlife, but be careful you're not manipulating, changing things the way it's meant to be.
1: I've got cameras out. There's 11 raccoons. There's deer. There's five possums you know it's just crazy how much is out there and rarely Big rarely foot. do i see bigfoot a fox or a coyote but it, nothing <sighs> nothing gets to the chickens you, and they just hold move on, on.
0: have you ever gotten a call for a bigfoot in north carolina
2: we, we get we get calls about bigfoot from time to time have you
0: um, personally ever do you feel there's really a bigfoot out there
2: <laughs> so okay I, I'm a scientist. I love this. My job is not to believe. As a scientist, my job is to follow the actual evidence. Uh, Science is about looking at the evidence and going by the evidence, whether you like what the evidence points to or not. The fact of the matter is there is no evidence of Bigfoot. So I can't, I can't say that I believe that there's Bigfoot. I, based on the evidence... There's no reason to believe. Okay,
0: now what do you believe?
2: (laughs) I, I believe in
0: the evidence. Um, <laughs> so tough, tough cookie.
2: Here. <laughs> we're, I, we're gonna go around here. I so okay.
0: I, I no I listen. I hear you, and and I was gonna actually ask evidence, but I just thought it'd be fun because here's the thing. I want to believe there's a Bigfoot, but I, exactly show me the proof. And then when yeah. I get a call recently that they have a Bigfoot breaking into their chicken coop to eat the eggs, so they leave the eggs outside now, and the Bigfoot's no longer getting into the chicken coop, and that Bigfoot's leaving them rocks. And I'm just like.
1: Well, they could put out a camera. I
0: know, I know. Show me the proof. It makes me Cameras so frustrated. Cameras so easy to get these I, days. I want to believe it. I do, but it's like, come on. This is ridiculous. But anyways.
3: So Melinda says she's watched a fox walk up to our coop at noon, not be able to get in, and moved on. I've had the same thing. I've I've caught a mm-hmm. fox on camera, and the coyotes, I live right by Shelley Lake, I've heard the coyotes. They're just hanging out there. And you can hear them yipping at night and... and... I, I'm, I'm confident that my girls are
1: fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do coyotes uh, really do pick up small cats and dogs?
2: They, they can. I mean, think about their, their natural food is small rodents, which includes, under na- totally natural circumstances, rabbits. So mm-hmm. small pets that are roughly the size of a rabbit that are unsupervised out on their own, can be a quick meal for a coyote they don't even okay. think twice about it
0: thanks for bringing that up i left leo outside today i was late for my doctor's he's appointment not
2: small <laughs> that's not a small yeah
0: mm-hmm. no no really
3: leo is a main coon so he's not he's pretty, rabbit pretty sized. big
0: <laughs> but still i tell you if the opportunity is there but he's a fast little sucker yeah, that, that cat can too. run and he, he's mean but um i was like watch uh, I don't even want to say it. I just, uh, I just, I was like, ah, he'll be fine. I mean, there's people home, but who knows? If we're gonna let Leo back in, but and Leo loves it outside. He's really getting into his uh, mm-hmm. cat instincts. Uh, Phelan, thank you so much for being here today. I love what you're doing, and just keep up the good work. Hopefully, again, we'll get to talk again soon.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, maybe in about a year or so. And is there anything else and any plugs, anything that any message you would like to send out to people to, so that we can be better with our wildlife?
2: I, I think just the, the basic message that um, under completely normal circumstances, wild predators are everywhere and that's OK. They they're going to be out there and that's fine as long as they can't get to your chickens you shouldn't have a problem.
0: I love it. Fallon, thank you so much. You have thank a wonderful you. weekend.
3: Thank you, Fallon.
0: You too. Thanks. Okay. Excellent. Yes, that was perfect. That was perfect. That that was the soundbite we're looking for because that is just so, so <laughs> true. She is great. I could she listen to great. her all yeah. day. I hope you guys enjoy. She needs
1: a raise. Whatever she's getting paid.
0: Uh oh. Wait, is she calling back? Uh-oh. Maybe she had something on accident. I
1: think she yeah, I think she hit it by
0: accident. Um,
1: or maybe she has another thought.
0: Mm, I'm not sure. Maybe we should uh, see. Or we wait till next time. Uh, we'll see what she says. Uh, so that was a great conversation because um you can go ahead and remove the Phelan. the the the
3: just check it. Oh, thank
0: you. Yep, thank you. Um <laughs> because predators are probably one it's probably the second most common reason why someone will decide not to get into right. backyard chickens. And they're not well, let's see. Don't underestimate them. You got to. I tell you, if you listen to what we're saying, and you're building your own coop or you're you're out shopping, there are reasons why we do what we do, and it's all about prevention. It's all about keeping your chickens safe. Uh, It's just really that simple. And I just hate the the thought of how many people are scared to, you know, buy a chicken coop, get into the hobby, or build their own coop. Um, I mean, you got to respect these. Every night these coops are on guard. It's not just when you see the snow fall and you see tracks. No, those predators are passing on by every night. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes maybe more than others, but they just don't give them a reason to be there. And, yes, they are. I don't want to say they're lazy. I mean, they're out there to survive. So they're not lazy, but they're opportunistic. And if you make it Mm -hmm. hard for them, they're going to move on to the next potential meal. And I love something that Phelan said is they're on a time budget. They really are. <laughs> they really are. When you think about it, I thought yeah. it was just a great way to put that.
3: I wanted to also say because we promote free ranging, you know, we want to free range our chickens. We want to give them as much space as possible. Um, and I constantly give them more and more space. But I have a space that I give them when I'm outside working in the garden. That's not covered by wire. It's not covered by anything. But just just growth of plants and things. And I was in the backyard. I could hear a hawk going. You know, I can hear yeah. them because i I live right by the park. and of course the hawks and I heard one of my chickens on the other side of the fence and they they almost make like an egg song mm-hmm. in, as as a an alert like everybody come on and I I went outside and I they I couldn't see them I couldn't see the hawk but then I finally found them they were all underneath this big beautyberry tree like underneath the brush like they were they were hidden under there like a hawk would never like think to even go there. And I was like, and I kept looking up in the sky, and I kept looking up, and I didn't see anything. And they were all kind of just like still and making their little noises and and such. And then I was like, "What's going on, guys?" Talking to them, and you know they were answering. And then like about thirty seconds to a minute later, I saw the hawk. It was in the pine tree across the street, and I didn't Uh, see it. I mean, it was literally like I live in suburbia, and it just flew off. And so it's nice that your chickens, you know, I know it's like we want to let them free range. It's great to let them free range, but giving them cover I think is a really important um, aspect when you let them free range is that they have a place to go because I don't think that hawk would have like swooped down there because they didn't they couldn't see what they were going after. It just looked like a bunch of plants and they were underneath mm-hmm. the tree there. So um
1: So the hawk's gonna go for something easier.
3: Right. And there right. was and they couldn't see what they were they just gonna kind of swoop down on something random. There's nothing there. They could the the chickens and the chickens have learned to do that when they hear the hawk they've learned to you know if it's close by or it landed close by they either go really still or they go Ooh.
1: undercover or
3: so yeah. it's good that the chickens learn have that behavior to learn as well
1: yeah we they have fabulous instincts
0: mm-hmm so going back a little bit, uh David said my point was to eliminate the water you found under the farm straw. So that is true. If you yeah. guys haven't seen the video, one of the things that I expected to see is moisture underneath the farm straw. I just didn't know what else we were going to see. Were we going to see mold growth? Were we right. going to see things that are going to be negative for the chickens inside the run? And I don't want to I got to be careful what I say here. A little bit of moisture is not a bad thing. A little bit of moisture is actually good. Uh, we found bugs living underneath the uh, f- underneath the farm straw, and okay. the chickens will love to go in there and scratch at that. That's free food for them. You just don't want it to turn into a sanitation issue. I have always said you can tell if you have a sanitation Hold on, hold on, please. We can always tell if there's a sanitation issue based on the smell, and there was just no smell mm-hmm. after we put in the straw and it balanced out. So what I would say is, to the original question, should you put sand, have sand on first and put the healthy straw over top of the sand to help the moisture, I would say it's not necessary because we're seeing it in our case with way too many chickens to begin with that it's not necessary. If anything, again, I think it would cause too much of a sterile environment, not allowing all the other things to thrive to make sure they're breaking everything down so you don't have that smell. Mm -hmm. Right? Does that make right. sense? Yeah. So right. I, I, David, I appreciate your question. I just wanted to go back to that because yeah, that this is good. something that comes up a lot, and I.
1: And you'd have to dig out the entire chicken coop to put down that that you know the base, the substrate, and then does that really make sense?
0: Right. That what you want to make sure you eliminate water more when it comes to around building materials, not around your substrate for your chickens. You know, as far as your footing, whole different story. You know, if you're putting in pavers. If you're putting down a crushed stone and you're gonna put you know, a footer on top of it, maybe wood, there are reasons when you wanna make sure you address drainage. But again, inside that run, just mimic the forest floor and I promise you, you'll be in good shape.
3: Yeah. Um, so um, E. Stormy says, the one bird I do encourage in or near my yard are crows or ravens. When, I, when they're around, the hawks tend to stay away. I have to make a point to keep them away from chicks and eggs. Which is true,
0: the yeah the crows, the
3: crows they yeah, yeah they will and but I n- another interesting fun fact is that I've noticed that because the crows, because the crows will go after the hawks because the hawks will steal crow babies and eggs that's why right. they're so the crows make a lot of n- noise that that actually signals my chickens that there's a hawk like they've learned that that noise mm-hmm. also means like hey listen mm. something might be happening no, that's a good point yeah so and that's just that's learned behavior that the chickens learned from the whole hawk crow interaction. and there are other
0: things you can do uh we're gonna be doing hopefully soon we're gonna be heading back to alabama we are way overdue to get out there and doing a beautiful large aviary with burnetting it's one of my favorite things to do uh ingrid you did it at your house it is Mm -hmm. actually if it's in your budget and you can plan correctly So it looks good or you don't see it at all, but still very effective. It's one of the great ways to really bump up your game, if you will, when preventing Daytime predators like hawks so that they can't come down and get to your chicken. So that is coming up. We are due to get out there. I can't wait. I haven't done bird work or bird exclusion work in a long time. It's the same type of process. And I'm hoping to get a lot of it on video because I think people will learn a lot. So there's little tips and tricks.
3: I don't want to jinx myself, but seven years of having chickens, I haven't lost any to a predator, including my own dog. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that, that is, that is something that yeah. is, I yeah. mean, I've lost chickens. You're doing it
3: right. But I mean, I've, I, and they're not just in the coop. So, um, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I've been very fortunate, but I've also taken a lot of precautions. So,
0: Prevention, prevention, prevention. Mm. Let the chickens be chickens. Give them a place to go run and hide. Like you were talking about before I forget we may be making a studio change i wanted to let everyone know and i have to oh boy i look at ingrid she's like huh mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't know uh,
1: Do we, I mean, we might be, know. be
0: getting kicked out of our studio in here really and headed back to ingrid reminded me of it when we uh she mentioned that we did the last show of Fallon is back in the blue room and that means at one o'clock on two fridays on one friday off because of expedited schedule could potentially get noisy again. Like right about now, we might be firing up some machines, but we got the AC working. I can turn it into an ice box in there, so we won't be sweating like we were before. <laughs> I'm not sure what your thoughts are there. It um, gives us a chance to expand, get the camera further back, maybe make a bigger green screen. Why? Um, they <laughs> want to turn this room into the sales office because we, you know, have a lot of visitors. Wait, come. you
3: sell things?
0: Yes. Oh, unless I checked. Um <laughs> Moving back to Ingrid's living room for VCL. <laughs> we should do this in Ingrid's living room.
3: No. My house is so
1: small. We did one show in my living room. Yeah, Maybe was... that's what he's referring yeah. to.
0: Oh, that's right. No, we did a couple. Wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, it was yeah. Kristen. It wasn't mine. Wow. I think
1: I brought in a rooster from my backyard during one, you know. or maybe
0: Christmas place. Yeah, so Mike, yeah, Mike's. no, oh, that's good thinking. I forgot about that. And you did what? Oh, wait a minute. So how is the chickens doing that we that you you lathered up with the Vaseline? Uh, they seem very happy. Is the scaly leg?
1: I mites? I haven't looked at her closely since then.
0: Gotcha. I, t- I almost have scaly leg. Boy, I got the chiggers. You ever had chiggers? Yes. Oh my god, they are nuts down here. Not fun. No.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, that was a good show. Um, Are we on next week?
3: No, I am Mm -hmm. taking off next week. Oh, Ingrid's not. Where are you
0: going? Did I approve of
3: this? No, you didn't approve of it. I just asked for, I just said I was taking Friday off.
0: You're taking a whole week off.
3: No, I'm just taking Friday and Monday around the 4th of July holiday. So, and... People aren't really working here Monday anyway, are they?
0: Oh, yeah. We work every day. Are you maybe, kidding me? Maybe not. Whoa, whoa. No, hold on. So there's no show I've... next week?
1: Well, we might have a workaround. Yes. What do you
0: mean you have a workaround?
1: We have to look into it because you and I are doing a backyard chickens class.
0: Is that official? Yes. Yes. I love this, we are doing by the it. way. I, are I will we...
3: actually come in on Wednesday for that if you want. Really? Yeah. Is that
0: all I got to do to get you in here on Wednesdays? Have oh. have a yeah,
1: chicken? Well, we'll, we'll, let's see how it goes.
0: Well, are we allowed to talk about it at all, or no? Sure. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, sure. So we were. Go ahead, Kristen.
1: No, I, I yeah, I was um, asked to do a backyard chicken class for a company, a tech company here in RTP, and uh, we're gonna do it in the studio.
0: Yeah, I think this is awesome, and there is a chance that if, as long as it goes well, I guess you're asking if you and I want to do it together. Mm-hmm. Um. That will record it with their permission. Yeah, right. And maybe upload it for next week's show yes. because I have a feeling it's going to be some really good information because there's going to be a lot of new new newbies. Yeah, you know, um, I love that a company. I'm assuming their employees are going to be on the clock, getting paid, or they're probably mm-hmm. all salary. I know your techies get to do whatever you want, unlimited vacation. Um, <laughs> I just I think it's awesome. uh Oh, what's coming in here? Okay. <laughs> uh all right so that's th- next wednesday thank you yeah
3: if i can swing that i will
1: yeah um, so we might play that we'll have, we'll have to get the rep- permission. yeah
0: first. so if we're not on on the
3: 30th we'll either be running that show or i'll try to upload load that show at that time or you're just gonna have to watch a repeat i don't know what to tell you or go buy some fireworks and blow things up I well
0: where are you gonna be I, I I'm not this sucks Ingrid I, I hate when you take time off. I, I saw I never, you're taking all week off
3: I wasn't taking the whole week off it was two days and I never take off the only time that I've actually taken off from work was because I had surgery yeah
0: <laughs> well, I really that was pushing it yeah
3: exactly I think <laughs> I was back on the clock with my foot up in the air so
0: I, I um, think she sent me a picture too I, I like, did I'm what. Prove it. <laughs>
3: I'm like, ah. So, wait. There was a question. They All said right. they've noticed yes. they've noticed um, turkey vultures flying over town. Would they be a threat or do they prefer dead food?
0: Oh, dead. Yeah, yeah. Not a threat.
1: Not yeah, a threat. Turkey. And,
0: sorry. Oh, no. Go ahead. I was going to say, turkey vultures, even though they're ugly, they, and I just had this conversation with Jeddah the other day, and they have such a huge purpose. They're like the garbage man. you got to have the garbage man going around.
1: And they do a great job.
0: Absolutely. Um, the other thing, too, that reminds me, yeah, they are not a threat at all. Um, this reminds me, there was one time we were out west, and it was a new customer. We were doing a big on-site build, and they were just out of uh, California, and they just they weren't used to seeing things out in the country, and they thought these birds that were flying around were predators, and they weren't. They're actually ravens. And I don't know if we have ravens here. I don't know if they're everywhere or whatnot. I know we definitely have crows. But out in the, it was out in New Mexico, these ravens were huge. But what I loved about them that makes ravens unique, they barrel roll Mm -hmm. when they fly. Really? Yeah. I thought that was so cool. I was like, no, they're great to have around because they were doing the same thing. They're going to keep your hawks away.
3: Yeah. Somebody had told, because when you just see them flying up there, you're like, oh, is that a hawk? And. Someone said that the the vultures have like their wings. You can see fingers, so you see like the separation on the end, and that way, when you look up in the sky, that you can tell that those are not hawks and those are um, vultures. So and one just,
1: one or the other usually flies in packs, or yeah, like usually a, you see one or, or several, two. Yeah, you see I, a I forget which one it was,
3: but yeah, that's they. The yeah, I forgot
0: about that. I think there is a lot of truth to that that you can see, because it, it's so important to know. Is it, is it I was just wondering what you were drinking. Uh, yeah, so it is. It's 112. its 112. Do we have any other questions? Anything else we can answer for you guys? Um, not sure. For So we're not going to be on next week is what I'm hearing.
1: It could be our chicken and glass.
0: But we will not be live yeah, next week. we won't week.
1: be live. It'll be
3: something see, or nothing. See,
0: people are already leaving. They're like, all right, tune out. Peace out. <clears throat> um, all right, so you'll be back the following Friday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Are you going anywhere for vacation? No, I don't go anywhere. Well then
1: why are you taking time off? Because I need to take some time man, off. Man, man, stop giving her a hard
0: time. I'm not giving her a hard time. I'm simply asking questions. She is a needed person here. You're okay. Um, I think we should go visit Ingrid then. Sometime That's we, we will. <laughs> Sometime I think we, we should. Next. Someone
3: asked are there are plans for sale yet?
0: No. <laughs> You know, I tell you something interesting's happening. Let's talk about that real quick. I didn't. I didn't think. Oh, is this a rant? It's not a rant. I got some decisions to make. And again, when I say learn from us, I'm not telling you to copy our coop exactly. If you wanted to, go ahead. Um, people will call up asking for angles, measurements, this, that. No, we're not here to spend time giving out that information. One day maybe we will. What I want you to do is learn why we do what we do. Like, why do we use half inch hardware cloth, right? Well, here's what's happening. It's a good problem. Our especially our American coop. Our American coop style has become so popular. That is the go-to chicken coop to copy. And people want to copy it exactly. You don't have to. Copy the fundamental things like tons of ventilation but make your windows how you want make sure you have cross ventilation make sure you walk into your run you don't have to have a gabled roof you don't have to have a 512 pitch roof have a 1212 pitch um here's what's happening we have now offered our window packs you know the ones that open and close the carolina style and i didn't realize what's happening is people when they buy our a catches they buy our ramps they buy our perch bars whatever whatever the windows um they're doing it because they are copying the exact coop which i don't have a problem with but i'm trying to figure out okay well how to make a win-win out of this because i i know what kind of frustrations there can be trying to get it right especially that domino effect <clears throat> where i even thought about offering selling the screen packs
1: mm-hmm. you yeah, know the screen is yeah
0: yeah because this is a hard part and our screen is made just for us we don't have to cut it lengthwise anymore, which was a pain in the butt. Every mm-hmm. roll of screen is exactly the width we need for whatever coupe we build. Mm-hmm. So we just run it out like like the machines at like Home Depot or whatever with the carpet. Yeah. You know, and you just pull it out, cut it, and it stays on the spool. Um, I thought about selling screen packs with, like, the stainless steel hardware, you know. Not sure. Not sure what people's thoughts are. I just want to do – I want to make a win-win for everyone. Um, well, somebody
3: sent in a picture of their coupe that they built. Um, inspired by us and it had like you said the same features, but it had like the the shed style roof like the like you originally did oh, in the beginning yes. um but you know had the the structure the the board whatever I don't know the right terms
0: the or, rafters thank the shed you style rafters. Yeah, that's <laughs> what i mean go out there and have some fun but you listen i get it but i love that we are still able to grow our business offering a solution for people that like the egg cut just the rope wrap roost bars holy cow people are loving them um i can't think everyone that has purchased those you know um it's just i don't know i'm always open for suggestions i guess is what i'm getting at and we're always learning and listening
1: yes
3: so deb asks can you have two feet of pavers in front of your coop or still do you still need wire
1: i think that would deter a lot of predators but i have heard of raccoons actually moving cinder blocks so i'm not sure i mean that's a first-hand account so so two by Anecdotal. two
0: pavers like, patio yeah, like two blocks? Foot,
1: yeah like like yeah. yeah is that is that enough or can a?
0: I would i was gonna say yes
1: yeah, I would say it would probably prevent That would be most.
0: so heavy for them to pick up because the whole idea yeah. is to stop them from digging down.
3: Yeah, yeah. so if it, if you're using it the same way you're using the um, apron, then yeah, I would think.
0: My Trap says, Ingrid's delayed a birthday party vacation next week.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was kind of yeah. craving some cupcakes like we had last week.
0: Love how Ingrid changes the conversation. Yes, yeah. this is why we can never do... I'm scared. I We can never do this show if I lose one of you. I know we could go on. I just don't know if it would be the same. Or you? No, you guys can definitely do without me. You (laughs) don't. That's not true. See, you
3: say that, and it's like I.
0: I know. I know. You got you. You absolutely. The only thing I do
3: is keep it going.
0: No, we. It's no, we. Ingrid, you do so much more than that. You are a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. Um, I love that you and I. It's not good to have a conversation where we all agree. You know, I love that we can have a conversation and learn from each other, listen to each other. It's so, so. Argue with each other. We, well, Ingrid and I never argue with each other, at least not on the air.
1: <laughs> <laughs> never.
0: Um, <laughs> um, can you have, what's that, two feet? That's uh, oh, I just oh, asked. Sorry, that. Okay, sorry. Um,
3: See, this is why you need me. So yes, you don't go asking. Um, you Mackenzie Miller, through.
0: Mackenzie, no asking questions, Matt. Uh, oh yeah, I tell you, you. Said
3: you were just asking. Well, because you know,
0: here's what I love about business is, you know, we get the best ideas from our customers. We just got to figure out how to make it happen. Right. You know, and I, I'm telling you, we are. I, we've learned how to make it happen, and always trying to figure out better ways for people to have chickens successfully. And it's, it's fun. I don't know. It's fun. Laura has a question.
3: We like Laura. Laura said, "My fear is of hawks. The yard is open. The hawk circle. Thoughts on tunnels connected to the coop? Maybe." That maybe connects to a fenced off area covered with bird netting.
0: That I, sounds great. Yeah, yeah, I've heard people uh, have success with them. However, I have seen hawks do almost like what raccoons can. If they can get a hold of them and try pulling them through, so you just gotta make sure. If you're gonna do a channel, I would do it out of half inch hard work cloth. I would never go any bigger than this. The other thing, though, I have seen, I wanted to try, and I don't know if anyone out there has tried it. Have you seen the like hamster balls?
1: oh yeah i have do
0: you think that really works i don't think is that like sweaters like it's just a made-up idea that's gonna be
1: good yeah
3: i i I, it uh, doesn't
1: go along with their with their instincts
0: yeah
3: i the bird netting well i use the the cabling with the bird netting and that has worked so well and laura only has nine birds so I, i think i mean i have a 25 by 25 foot area that they're in and then the lower level doesn't have the netting just has the cabling but lots of brush right. and stuff. So plant stuff. And how yeah.
1: how would you like to feel? How would you like to be stuck in a plastic ball?
0: I feel that every day. Oh. I feel it in here right now, quite honestly. You're in a you're with, in a little bright lights a trail? No, I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I just I just I always I don't think I've ever brought it up. I see it on TikToks yeah, and I don't Instagrams. I don't think it's good. Um, hold on. Before I forget, also speaking of things coming up, is uh the deal done with our first goat house soon going out?
1: It's mm. close.
0: It's close. Hopefully very soon. I want that goat house done. It's the it, 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 we can kit it, we can send it out. But speaking of which, we just sent out our first homestead.
1: So we'll get some pictures. Yeah, soon. that
0: coop is awesome. If you are have been, you know, say you're on the fence right now and you're like, "Gosh, man, I really like the homestead coop." Or I'm sorry, I like the craftsman coop. But yeah, no one likes the price. Uh, they are not very. Let's see. I always get yelled at by non. Don't. That's wrong words. Um, they're, they're, you got to have a big budget if you will. But the homestead coop. Is our, you know, if the Carolina Coop and the Craftsman Coop was to have a baby, it's the Homestead Coop. And we just did the first one. We've done a couple scenes and reels or whatever, you know, James, the social media guy, does. But, yep, perfect, Ingrid. Um, here's the Homestead Coop, and we'll have some final pictures of it once it gets out to Arizona. That's the only thing I fear. Mm-hmm. It is just so dry out there. But
1: It's got a 4x6 hen house and a 4x6 storage area with a full-size Door.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Oh, that's right. Cause it's only six foot wide.
1: That's right. <laughs> so that
0: the actual solid part is eight foot long Eight foot deep but yep. six foot wide but in there we split it in half. Yep. You got a four by six Okay. Yeah, I tell you it's an amazing coop. This is an amazing product. You get the storage You still get to walk inside your run. You still get the a catches the windows the the, the store uh, Just, uh, It's amazing and how we were able to make it affordable is we're not splitting that roof line It's not as big and then to be able to kit this, it's on, it is on two pallets. I almost think they can get on one, but of course the shipping company says we can't be over two thousand pounds anymore. Um, what did you think? I mean, I know you saw pictures of it. I'm not sure if you guys. Oh, I got, thought it looked great. It's it's. I feel like it's way overdue. Yeah, it's yeah. such a great coupe, and
1: it's nice to get the real pictures too.
0: Uh, Misty uh, asked, "How big was the homestead?" Okay, so you just answered. Yeah, right yeah. there. So, so again, yeah, the whole thing's six foot wide, yeah. which is a very popular size to go six foot wide. But we went eight foot deep with the hen house shed area because we have a, that very popular four by six hen house size for 12 chickens. And you got the storage underneath, which is great. And you got that shed area where you get to walk in. So it's like six by 20 total. Yeah, yes. A, 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 yes. Or you can go longer with the run extensions. The one thing I forgot to mention that makes it really really nice it's just like the craftsman true board and batten mm-hmm. it's not um oh, that's
3: right that yeah it's nice true board and batten i was, saw you putting it together that's
0: right it's all true board and batten however here's a misty's gonna get mad at me i think misty's about to close the deal on a we're gonna call it a prototype coupe where we're gonna do it all out of that rice board mm. if we can switch to the rice board it will hopefully help continue um just solving problems, continue to be sustainable. Problem is this rice board is more expensive than the true board and batten, but the true board and batten takes a long time to put on. So of course you got labor. Um
3: would the rice board be like the fake board and batten, just the board and matten look?
0: Correct. Yep. Uh we're gonna do the whole entire Carolina out of the rice board, even the trim board. And it's it's more expensive, but I think we're gonna be able to shave off time.
1: All right.
0: Yes. Um uh, Oh, I was thinking it was the Craftsman. No, it is the Homestead. That is the Mm -hmm. new Homestead coop. All right, anything else? I don't know. I think that's it. This tea is so good. I don't know. Yeah, I was
1: looking to see what kind it is. It didn't say on the tag, though.
0: I don't know, and I don't want to (laughs) know.
3: Oh, Bruce asks, any updates on catios and greenhouses?
0: No. (laughs) We're thankfully very busy with everything else going on. I want to do them, but... I don't know. I just I really want to focus on what our expertise is, and that is definitely chicken coops and how to pack a large structure in on a pallet yeah. to ship it around the world, and the goat houses. I love well, I love goats, and now that we finally got the farm, we are gonna hopefully gonna have some goats out there soon. We're still kind of planning, <laughs> and um, this goat house is awesome. You've seen it in person, right? I the one yeah. we have in New York.
1: Yeah. And we showed some pictures with um, the other person that wants yeah, them. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. so, In so Utah. nice.
0: It is so nice. It's just figuring out how to get it so it can be kitted and then shipped out yeah. so anyone can put together.
3: So Gene says, I really appreciate everything new I learned from you guys. Yes, Thank I you, so. appreciate that.
0: Yeah, that is the idea. I tell you, if you're not learning, uh, then what's the point of the day? That's something I, oh, I even ask everyone. I don't know if I ever ask you guys. It's like, what did we just learn? <laughs> it is so important to learn something new every day.
3: Coyotes are everything.
0: Yeah, it's not. Yeah. You know, and, and she is right too. It's 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 a valid point that a lot of these predators are only going to be around when the humans aren't. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, which, yeah that was very interesting yeah. cuz
3: yeah. I'm trying to think cuz I know you've said in upstate New York that foxes would come during the day. I've only seen foxes on my property around night from the cameras. But that makes sense. They're coming when there's
0: no activity. Yeah. Right, and as a biologist, as a scientist, you got to be your, your words have to be very accurate. And I'm sure there's an exact definition for nocturnal. So like owls. I'm sure owls are considered nocturnal, like something they will only and can only live at night for certain reasons. I've had people even say they've seen owls during the
1: day. Actually, i said a well, customer They have here. to be out there at some point. Yeah, and
0: they
3: said I, I've read that in the winter, when the days are shorter, that you and food is more scarce, that you will find owls mm. um, kind of hunting at like four, four thirty. And I've heard owls at yeah. that at, at that oh, time yeah, too. To. So the whole idea that it has to be pitch dark for an owl to to try to go mm. after your chickens might not be the case.
0: Yeah, and I love owls. I, I want to pet owl. I want to pet bear. I want to pet everything out at the farm. I think Nan does too. It's one, one of the few things Nan and I actually agree on. She wants to get us all the wildlife animals come right up to the window, just like uh, was a Snow White?
2: Mm
0: hmm. <laughs> of course, Jed is like, well, what I want my horses door? come. <laughs> there she is. Yeah, Nan's been listening this whole time. We, have, I think maybe you only heard her chime in once. but
2: I've been very busy.
0: Yeah. All uh, right, it is almost 1 I think it's time to wrap it up. Guys, I can't thank you enough for being here. We're going to skip next week.
1: Yeah. Unless we do a replay of the chicken We class. will not be
0: live yeah. next week. We, we won't might... be
3: live, but we might have something for you people.
0: Yeah. Yes, hopefully. Hopefully. So... We'll try to make it work. Yeah, so thank you so much for being here. You guys have a wonderful, safe weekend. Later.